56 yarder. It's got, no, does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to oh run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the. Alrighty, so uh, here we go. We got Thomas McShane back again. One of my favorite special guests on this show. He's got a lot of good insights. So uh, say hello, Thomas. Hey, what's up, podcast? I'm back, better than ever. Again. And MJ Doc, though, Kobe's still the best. That, that's my take. Okay, Thomas. Uh, I do remember you telling me that MJ is the greatest player to ever play after the first episode of the MJ Doc. I said, no, I, I said, you know, I might put MJ number one, but I still think Kobe's the best after I've done some research, you know? Yeah, okay. I've... I've I'm, I'm I'm able to back it up that Kobe's the best. So. We could debate. Yeah, we can debate that. I'd love to get. Into I mean, that. I mean, I'm I'm down. I'm down. I I debate Kobe's the best. Okay, Thomas. Whatever. Um. So Thomas, uh, your reaction. What what was going through your brain when the Saints drafted the center from Michigan? Oh, Caesar Ruiz. Yep. I was. Oh, I was. Let me tell you. So, you know, at Kenneth Murray, he was still on the board with, like, when the Pats were the pick. So I was like, okay, okay, they're probably going to get Jordan Love or they might go. They, they don't need a linebacker right now. And so I was like, okay, we're going to get Kenneth Murray. And so then the Chargers trade up and they get Kenneth Murray. And I'm, I'm just like, wow, I can't believe that happened. But Patrick Queen is still on the board. So I'm like, you know, we're – Linebackers, what we need, we're we're gonna do it. Like we're gonna get him. Nope, we drafted Caesar Ruiz, <laughs> the center. And after we already had got the center the round before, or the year before, I'm sorry. Um, Eric McCoy, all rookie first team, and for some reason, we we got Caesar Ruiz. And I looked it up. Apparently. It was to challenge our right guard, Larry Warford, to get better. But I just think we didn't need that lineman. Patrick Queen probably would have fit better. But, you know, sometimes it's just whatever. I don't, I don't even know what to say. I was, I was just dumbfounded at how stupid that was. Yeah. Is, uh, is Caesar the first ever Mexican to get drafted in the first round? Do we know? Is that, is that a fact? I don't know. I, I, I have no clue. Probably no, because didn't um, what's his face? The oh, Junior Seau, wasn't he? No, no he's an Islander. Mind. He's Hawaiian. He's a he's Hawaiian. He's Samoan. Never mind. Samoan. I don't know. I don't know. Caesar. He might be Caesar salad. I think I think you got to buy a jersey, personalized jersey that says Caesar salad on the back. Uh, if I'll. I'll tell you, okay, if he proves something to me in preseason, like if then he catches I might a touchdown? get him. Like if he catches a touchdown? If he catches a touchdown, I will buy a jersey that says Caesar Salad on it. <laughs> and it will be number 51. I, You heard it here first. If he catches a touchdown, I will do that. Caesar Salad. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Also, uh, Jameis Winston. Jabbo is now a saint. I mean, I... He already has experience throwing the Saints players, so I mean, it 
probably won't be hard for him to adjust. But it's just, I I like this pickup because, you know, personally, we were without that backup position. I love Taysom Hill, but he's not a quarterback. Yeah. Like, for the most part, he's kind of like the, what's it called, Swiss Army knife. Yeah. He can kind of do everything. So he needed that true backup quarterback. Yeah. So I think it was a great pickup because he just had eye surgery. He probably he kind of got rushed into the fire in Tampa, kind of thrown under the bus, and was like, "Here, do something for us." And I mean, they had a pretty pretty good year. He did have thirty touchdowns and thirty picks, but I mean, again, he got that eye surgery. I think sitting under Drew for a year will benefit him. Yeah. Hopefully, he resigns, and I I could see him being being the starting quarterback of the future personally oh yeah for sure i mean i cannot see Taysom hill being the quarterback at all so no i i love Taysom, but he's he's not the true quarterback he yeah yeah no for sure plus plus if he's the backup you won't see him in the game a lot because again because like when drew got hurt and teddy was the starter we didn't see a lot of Taysom because at that point he was kind of the backup quarterback so kind of has a so I, I, I like this, not rolling with him as the second string, just, yeah. For sure. Having him do his thing. Yeah. Um, also, MJ Doc last night, you watched it. What was your take on the Dennis Rodman episode? I, you know, again, I'm a big sports fan, but I wasn't, like, too familiar with Dennis Rodman. And I didn't know all about that whole 48 hours in Vegas thing, which is, that's pretty badass. That would never happen in today's NBA. No. That was pretty badass. And the fact that they let him go and trusted him, that was, that's crazy. And what really made me laugh was when MJ said, he was like, yeah, I I personally went to Vegas to go and get him in his hotel room. I'm not going to say what was in it, but... (laughs) That, I was like, I was just like, yeah, I could, especially with Dennis Rodman, all the controversy, I was like, yeah, I could, I could see Dennis doing something like that. Yeah, no, that was definitely hilarious how MJ flew in the middle of the season, like, this is during the middle of the season, MJ flew to Vegas on his own to go find Dennis in a hotel. And then Carmen Alexa, or Carmen Alexa, my bad, she's a, oof, especially today. (laughs) I didn't realize how bad she was, but oh wow! Yeah. Anyway, I'd, I'd anyway, have to agree with you on, there. Moving on. moving on. Moving on. Anyways, what were you going to say <laughs> earlier? Oh, I was just—that's all I was saying about Dennis. Um, bad boy Pistons. You know, everyone. I don't think a lot of people knew that like MJ had to go up against them and like the Jordan rules and everything. You know, people oh, nowadays are yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, Jordan rules," ooh, like all that, but like. Like, if LeBron James was put in that time period, I mean, how much LeBron flops? Could you imagine, like, trying to watch LeBron during all that? He'd be crying. He'd literally be crying tears. Oh, he'd be struggling, especially because remember in San Antonio and he was complaining about cramps and they had to carry him off the court? Yeah. But I, no, I read something. Back in the day, you could get in a fight with somebody and you'd be fined $2,500. Yeah. Today in the NBA, if you, are like caught saying offensive language or abusive language to a ref or a player, you can be fined two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, so it's crazy. Right. I mean, 
Yeah, that's crazy. And there's literally videos of like the refs dragging Scottie Pippen off the court after he got tossed by Bill Lambier. Like there's literally a oh, video yeah. of Scotty getting dragged off the court. Like literally it was so physical and people are like, well, like look at the competition back in the day. Like, yeah, it was a bunch of white guys, but I mean, you still got Bill literally just clowning on Michael oh, Jordan, yeah. just abusing like, him. Like Bill Lambeer in today's NBA, he would not be, he'd be kind of like a Draymond. Zubok because, yeah, Draymond, no, I don't even think Draymond, he'd be like a Zubok because you're kind of eliminating the only thing that he was like, good at and that was like being the enforcer yeah. and the punisher down low yeah and like because he he was good but like if he was playing in today's nba he would he'd be mediocre at that it's just that that idea of him just like punishing people down low that's kind of what made him who he was yeah for sure and it also one of the thing i noticed is that michael jordan i think has to be like the best finisher of all time like by far like you could say LeBron James is, but like you look at like when MJ's driving, he's getting hacked and he's he's throwing up these circus layups, like this layup package that MJ has. Like, and then they show clips of like LeBron on a fast break layup getting dragged down by like Matt Barnes or something, and it's like, oh, LeBron's the greatest, you know, he can do that. Well, I mean, MJ was doing that, getting clobbered by two guys spinning through midair, you know, throwing up circus shots, and that was just, I mean, that was interesting to see how he overcame that, you know, playing against. Oh, those guys. I. I- Oh yeah, for sure. I I'd say MJ is the best finesse finisher. You know, he'd get you kind of the the jelly of today, if yeah. you would say. Yeah. But I think personally, I think Shaq is a more finisher finisher guy because he would he yam it on you. He broke he broke two backboards and hit one career three in his NBA or something like that. I think I saw one three. That he's up he there with Ben two, Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> Ben Simmons needs to work on his jumper. Oh, oh, Ben! Oh, don't even get me started on Ben Simmons. He is—he is so. I think he's overrated. I. He's just a Giannis that can't. That can. I don't know. Giannis that can't shoot. He's a Giannis that has no shot at all. Yeah. Like Giannis, Giannis has improved that three-point shot, but he's just yeah. Ben Simmons is just a overrated Giannis, personally. Yeah. That's my I mean, take. He's literally he's a point guard. That's all he is. He can't shoot. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. He's, I don't know. And he's he's not even that good at passing, to be honest. Yeah. He always I, I always, his game kind of reminds me of LeBron, sort of, without the shooting aspect. But like he yeah. always throws one handed passes, he palms the ball, he brings it up high, and then he throws it one handed. Like that's what reminds me of yeah. like LeBron or something. Like that's all he does. I feel he, like now, if he could, if he could develop some sort of shot, then he'd be. I think he could be good, but yeah, he's just right now. He's just totally overrated, and honestly, I think the the Sixers need to move on, get someone else. Yeah. Well, what do you think? This is a good conspiracy. Ben Simmons over quarantine has been working on his three point shot. Imagine that. Imagine if that. If he comes out of there, right. If he comes out of there with a three-point shot, then I would be I would be very surprised because, personally, I mean, I think you're kind of born with that aspect of shooting. It's kind of hard to like develop it. Now there are people who can develop it, but I think, yeah, I think I think you're kind of born with it. That ability to shoot, whether it's like good or bad or whatever it is. Yeah. 
Sure. I, I think it's harder to develop it. I think you're just born with it. Mm-hmm. All right, Thomas. Well, uh, you recently just committed that you're going to go to GCU in the fall, correct? Correct. What are you? Uh, what are you most looking forward to about going down to Phoenix? I mean, you know, Phoenix is Phoenix is a beautiful, beautiful place, and I just, you know, of course, school is going to be fun. The whole aspect of college, but I'm mainly looking forward to like what there is outside of college and what there is to do in phoenix yeah because like yeah because the whole like suns are there coyotes are there i'm not a hockey guy but yeah coyotes are there the cardinals are there so it'll be fun to go to those type of things and just like the kind of atmosphere that phoenix has to offer yeah for sure and even like next couple years there'll be march madness the super bowl uh final four will be there who knows the suns can start making the playoffs I mean, you got Arizona State there, you know, a lot of big events yeah. and stuff. So, I mean, yeah, I'm looking forward to that too, but that'll be pretty cool. Yeah, the only the only thing that sucks is that GCU doesn't have a football. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean, I I like going to college games, but I cannot go every single week, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, if I wanted to go to a college game, ASU is like 15 minutes away. Yeah. And I'd probably, plus, I mean, GCU wouldn't play anybody worth, like, while. But, like, ASU, they play, like, Oregon, USC, Stanford, those type of schools. So, that'll be fun to go to. I think we got to be the biggest fans of the opposing team that ASU plays. I think we just got to go there, root for whatever Pac-12 school they're playing against, and just annoy, you know, the Sun Devil fans. Just just get kicked out or something. Just wait until, like, WSU goes down there. Oh, yeah. When WSU's there, it's over. And, like, Cannon? I'm still surprised about Cannon. What are your your opinions on Cannon and what happened there? Oh, you know, I'm hyped. Like, Cannon, great player, great football player. Like, you watch him, you know, you may not like him as a person, but, like, as a football player, you know, he is so good. Um, He's, like, you know, I don't play defense or football or anything. I couldn't tell you anything, you know, specific, but, like, just the way he runs is just so different from like any other high school running back you watch. You know, he's shifty. People say he's not that fast. I think he's pretty fast. He's hard to tackle. Um, I still remember like back in elementary school, you, it was literally, you, you know, play smear the queer. You could never tackle Cannon. Like he was literally the one person you could not tackle because he was so shifty. Um, but I mean, I think, oh, but I think I, a lot of it has to do with like, although he's kind of, like seen as like undersized. I think the fact that he is undersized and still has that power yeah. is what kind of gives him that edge. Because I mean, football, you're taught to get low, but when it comes to somebody that's that small and you got to get that low, it's harder to tackle them. Yeah. Like look at like Clyde's Edward Hilaire, like literally the perfect example of that. Exactly. But I mean, exactly. like, especially for WSU now that they're at the run and shoot offense and you know, not such, such air raid as they were in the past, I think that'll be good for him. It'll be a good system for him. I definitely think he'll find the field. I know he will. Uh, I mean, I'm sh- I know he works out a lot. You know, he's strong. Uh, so I think Max Borgie will be a good mentor for him. I know I kind of see, like, Borgie in Cannon's game for sure. Uh, I mean, Cannon, uh-huh, yeah. he, he can catch the ball too. So, I mean, if he needs to go, you know, run a wheel route or something, he can catch the ball. So, I mean, I think WSU is, like, literally the perfect fit for him. Uh, I think – I mean, I hope he succeeds there. I mean, it'll be fun watching him. Uh, so, I mean, I was pretty excited to see that, you know, he's committed there. I'm assuming he's probably walking on, but I know for a fact he'll make the team. 
and you know down the road he'll eventually you know find the field and i know that for a fact so that's that's my take yeah i yeah i looked it up on 24 7 he didn't have an offer but i mean that might have changed so i think he is walking on yeah and uh going back i think i think he'll see the field if anything i think it'll be kickoff the first year yeah but i mean still learning the still learning behind uh max borgie i think i think he'll yeah i think i think i think he'll get some time and i think i think his time will come i think sophomore but especially junior i think he'll be the number one guy probably for sure and i mean even the publicity i know he you know his whole goal is you know making it to the nfl so i mean now that he has that d1 exposure uh and especially playing for the pac-12 and stuff now with this new offense you know i think he could really benefit from that so I mean, I mean, I hope he could make it, but I mean, it'll be fun to watch him play for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. All right, so Thomas, I got some uh, questions for you here. Okay. Alrighty, so uh, I want to hear like from you. What is like the sexiest name, and like what's the least sexiest name? The sexiest name for yeah. like a girl? Yes. Or just like in general? Well, I mean, if you're a switch hitter, you can tell me like you know. Oh, I don't worry. I'm I'm a righty all day. <laughs> but um, oh, I don't know. Let me think. I don't know. There's a lot of hmm. like if you could just any name it stands out to you, Emily. No. Um, you know, we can, we can skip the question if you want. No, I don't want to be a bit. Or, sorry, <laughs> I don't want to be a... Um, I don't want to be... Yeah, I don't want to be difficult. You know, here, I'm just going to ask you the next question. Okay, go ahead. I'll, I'll think about the first one. How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? Um... Hot take, I think it would only take one if you have the right chicken. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just think about it. If you have a chicken and that chicken, because chickens are more agile than elephants, so if that chicken is just going around and it's just like poking it in the eye and stuff, that chicken could take down that elephant. But can chickens, so, can chickens fly? Exactly. Can chickens fly? Uh, Especially that think, high up hmm. to an elephant? Well, yeah, chickens can fly. Worst case, I mean, they keep flutters up there. It's not. I mean, it's tall, but it's not that tall. Okay, but what if what if the chicken's on the ground? And the elephant squashes it. Well, again, it goes back to that agility thing. <laughs> okay. All right. So, hot take is one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say one. I'd say one. Okay. All right. Well, here's another name question for you. I got. What is? What's the worst name you could give your child? The worst name you can give your child, Zach. Oof. Zach. Zach. I. Ooh, Zach. That just sounds like a douche name. <laughs> I can. I can agree with that. Wait. 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 Would it be Zach with a K or an H? Uh, oh, an H. I definitely, definitely think an H. an H too. I mean, Zach with a K too H. is you know kind of douchey Zach too. Zach with a K is still pretty bad, but Zach with an H, that's where you get into that douchebag thing. Yeah, I'd have to yeah, agree with you there. For sure. So. Zach with an H, if you're listening to this, we're sorry, but Zach with a K, Zach Rigard, you're a douchebag. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh, going back to that first one, yeah. you got a name. Oh, um, 
pretty sexy name. What? Brooke. I'd have to agree. Like, uh, Brooke. Um, Brooklyn? Vanessa. Vanessa. That's pretty sexy. Brooklyn. Vanessa. I think Vanessa's because, you know, Vanessa's kind of give up that Latino vibe type <laughs> of thing. You know, the, the black hair. Yeah. Um, what if you get a blonde Vanessa? I mean, she'd still be sexy, probably. Going off of names alone, she'd probably still be sexy. Okay, that's a good one. All right, next question. You um, know, if uh, life was a video game, what would what would some of the cheat codes be in life? What would some of the cheat codes be in life? Uh, um, stop stopping time, like giving yourself like time. Mm-hmm. That would definitely be one. Um, infinite money. That would definitely be one. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Um, cheat codes. I'm trying to. I'm thinking like GTA when you say cheat codes, and like infinite ammo is coming to mind, but that would not be a good one. Yeah, can we just go to? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would not be a good one. Um, Don't go to Zoom class tomorrow, Thomas. <laughs> Thomas has a gun. Watch Don't out. go to Zoom class. <laughs> you know, there there has been a, a very large drop in you know no school shootings since this has all happened. Isn't that crazy? I guess, yeah, I guess you're right. There has been. Unless there's yeah. like a homeschool shooting or something. Yeah, I, I I, told my mom, I was like, I was fed up with school. So I was like, uh, I'm thinking about shooting up the school. And she's like, it's your homeschool. And I was like, exactly. <laughs> mom I don't think she liked that because she, she came over and smacked me in the head. But Yeah, probably not. I mean, yeah, they're just. No, some... it wasn't. All right, my next question. You know, okay. So if you had to add like a mandatory amount of alcohol, just get like totally drunk, what sport would be the best for that? Mandatory. Wait, say the question again. Okay, so if you have to add a mandatory amount of alcohol to one sport where every player has to have that same amount of alcohol and be that drunk on live television, what sport would be the best? What sport would be the best? Probably basketball, honestly, because it would be funny trying to see like the players like try and shoot it in the net and they'd be airballing and stuff. Yeah, and then like running down the court. Football would be pretty funny, but I mean, you just kind of—I don't like, think there would be a lot of action. Basketball, no. I would. Basketball for sure, I think. Yeah, I'd, I'd say basketball. Trying to see players like shoot it in the net or shoot it in the hoop, and they like airballing and stuff, and then dribbling and walking. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, basketball. Baseball would be pretty funny, too. Ba- yeah, oh, baseball would be good. Like, ima- I yeah, imagine the to, pitcher. Yeah like, yeah, like trying to see them hit, like, the pitchers. Uh, yeah, trying to see them hit the pitch and then, like, swinging. Yeah, that would – baseball, uh, what else? Tennis, maybe. Yeah. I'd say baseball or basketball, but basketball is definitely first. Yeah. All right. What's the funniest joke you know by heart? The funniest joke I know by heart. Oh. Oh, I, I don't think I can say that on the podcast. Is it bad? It's it's pretty bad. Okay, we'll skip we'll we'll skip that well, one. Yeah, it, yeah, we might we might want to skip that one. Okay. Um okay, I got my last question. My last question. Uh, last question here. What's the best inside joke you've been a part of? Just, oh. Um, it's this 
this thing, it's Bobbert. We call this kid, we know Bobbert because, like, he, it's hard to explain, but it's just funny because he, like, gets so annoyed by it. We call him Bobbert. It's hilarious. That's pretty good. But, again, you got to be a part of it. You got to be a part of it. For sure. Like, you know, it's an inside joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Thomas. Well, I mean, that's all I got. You got anything else you want to talk about? Um, let's see. Oh, what were your? I never heard your opinion. What was your opinion on the Patriots taking that safety out of Lenore Ryan? I mean, well, first reaction, I was just shocked. I mean, you're picking a Division two football player in the first place, uh, and then especially with Grant Del Pitt on the board, you know, the best, you know, safety in the SEC, you know, past two years. So, I mean, I was extremely shocked when I saw – I didn't even see the name. I just saw Lenore Ryan when it switched to selection, what the name was. I was like, what? I was like, did the dog pick? Like, I'm really convinced the dog picked the entire draft for the Patriots. Like, swear to God, I thought it was the Patriots. Didn't, didn't you guys draft a kicker in, like, the fourth round? Yes, we drafted, a kick, we, we drafted back-to-back tight ends and then a kicker for Marshall that's a white supremacist apparently. Oh, wow. Yeah. Especially with Blank and Blankenship, Blankenship, I would have taken for it. I, yeah, but I mean, Blankenship is kind of, you know, he's not so clutch in big games as we saw last year when they lost, when Georgia yeah, lost he, to South he Carolina. Yeah, was he, was cl- he was clutch all up until last year. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the Oklahoma game is really, and the championship game is what, like, you know, got him there. But, like, last year, you know, I'm a big Blankenship guy, you know. I used to be a kicker. I, I like watching Blankenship, but like last year, you know, he just kind of lost his drip to him. I don't know. Probably because he'd been there for like six years. He was like, all right, I'm ready to go. Yeah. He's been there forever. Who did he get picked by? Do you know? I Did he even get picked? I'm going to look. Uh, I thought he would have been like the first. Rodrigo Blankenship. How about that last name, though? Oh, the Colts! The Colts signed him. Vinatieri takeover. Rodrigo. Blankenship. Yeah, he was he was undrafted and got signed by the Colts. Yeah, hot rod. What are your opinions? I, again, what are your opinions on them taking uh, Jonathan Taylor? The Colts. And yeah, when they had Marlon Mack, I think Marlon Mack's kind of underrated, in my opinion. Yeah, I do too. But I mean, you got that big name, Jonathan Taylor. You know, he won the Doak Award. I know, but I mean. I mean, good for Colts. I mean, I thought the Colts had a good draft. You know, they got Jacob Eason out of it too. Uh, so, you know, they had a couple steals in there. But, I mean, I think he'll do just fine in the NFL. But, I mean, yeah, Marlon Mack had a good season last year. But, you know, you never know. I think, honestly, I think the biggest steal of the draft was C.D. Lamb going to the Cowboys. Oh, for sure. C.D., in my opinion, was the best wide receiver in the draft. Yeah. The and I – oh, I'm still I'm – still, like, I'm an Alabama fan, but I don't know how you take Ruggs over Judy and Lamb. Ruggs yeah, is good, but it's he's, just not, speed. he's not the number 11 pick good. Yeah, it's just that speed in the AFC West they want. Yeah, especially they wanted they wanted somebody to kind of match Tyreek Hill. Exactly. And I think and that's why the Cal, or the who was it? The Broncos went with Judy. And who else did they take? They took two big oh. big name wide receivers. Oh, I saw it. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I can picture him. I don't know. Also, a steal in the draft was Tyler Johnson going to the Vikings. From you think Min- so? From Minnesota, yeah, and they got Justin Jefferson too. 
I mean, especially with with Diggs leaving, I thought that was a big steal for them. I think. Well, I'm. I'm. I don't know how you take because the Packers they got Jordan Love and then they got who they get? They got that dude. Boston College running back. Yeah, Boston College. Um, I don't know how you picked them when you had your two best players last year were Aaron Rodgers and Adam Jones, and you basically just like got their replacements in that draft when they clearly needed a wide receiver because Aaron Rodgers is out here throwing a backup quarterback. Yeah, I don't know what Matt Lafleur was doing. I don't know. I honestly, I think this may we may be seeing the end of Rodgers and uh, dude, and um. I think Rodgers might be in New England, dude. Or you think Chicago, Rodgers to New England? Rodgers to Chicago. Brett Favre storyline. I could see him. I could see him going to Chicago just to like, in spite of the Packers. Yeah. I think. Ooh, I don't know because. The Patriots are kind of set on Jared Stidham at quarterback. Yeah, for sure. What are your opinions on that? Stidham? Uh, yeah. He's he's the GOAT. He's the future. That's all I'm gonna say. You got we just we just gotta sit back and watch him, dude. He's he'll he'll be there. 